Last Orders. Episode 5. The Pub Blows Up. We find our hero, Martin, in a police station. Today is the 25th of May 2020. My name is Detective Inspector Doris, and I will be conducting this interview with Martin, who isn't supplied a second name because he has forgotten it. Oh yeah. So, Martin, what should have been a day of fun and frivolity ended up being the opening sequence of Apocalypse New. Can you recall the events leading up to the explosion? Well, to be honest with you, mate, I'm being detective, I don't really have the best long-term memory. In fact, I don't have the best short-term memory either. In fact, who are you and where am I? Merton, you were in a police station being interviewed by an inspector. Well, fancy that. Could you please humour me and try your best to recall the events of Monday, the 20th of May? I will try my best to recollect. I think it all started when Miranda told us about the horse show. Okay, everyone. Today is the blur, blur, blah, blur, 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 horse show. Something, 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 something. Martin. Martin! What? Did you get any of that, Martin? Any of what? What you're supposed to be doing in all this? Uh, I think so. Well, that's good enough. Okay, everyone to their stations. To Miranda, Martin was very unhelpful in recalling, well, anything. Could you please shed some light on how this disaster came about? Well, there is an underlying pattern in the red line. I'll try to do something good for the pub. Perez usually tries to sabotage it. Perez uses Martin. A massive disaster follows, and no one learns anything from it. In terms of what specifically happened, and how Perez ruined it, I don't really know. All I do know it started when I was explaining to Moron 1 and Moron 2 about the plan for the horse show. Right, you lot. Miraculously, we've been asked to provide food and entertainment for the annual Quainty Town Horse Show. But please, and I am aware that I am the only one in the world asking this, can we please not do anything that culminates in me ringing the emergency services or the National Guard? I will be in charge of the food. Pierce, you are in charge of the fireworks. Martin, you are just in charge of you. Martin! What? Martin, did you get any of that? Get any of what? What you're supposed to be doing? Uh, I think so. Well, that's good enough. Everyone to their stations. So, Beards, I have been informed by Miranda that you have the propensity to sabotage her plans <sighs> due to the ongoing resentment to her being the manager. Well, obviously. Could you recall what happened on the morning of the 14th of May? Okay, I will tell you what actually happened. Morning, I am a weak and feeble woman trespassing on a man's job. Pierce is great, amazing and fantastic. I worship Pierce and want to have surgery in order to become him. 
Martin should be euthanized due to the fact that he is too stupid to have any quality of life. Pierce, if you would be so gracious enough to run the firework display tonight, I will be forever in your debt. But if you just want to parse it on to Martin, I have no issue with that. I'm a cretin. Well done, Martin. Have a biscuit. So I gather the tusk of being storing safely and igniting in a controlled and deliberate manner of said fireworks. Piers gave that job to you, Martin. I don't really know why. I've only seen fireworks on TV, and somehow I've managed to get third-degree burns through an unlit sparkler. Martin, I think you should take the task of doing the firework display. Why can't you do it? Because I don't want to. But Piers, Miranda asked you to. Boy, I'm going to teach you a very important lesson in business. If someone asks you to do something and you want to do it, do it. And if you don't want to do it, find someone who has equal parts gullibility and ineptitude and pass the job on to them. Piers, how is your plan going to work when you tell the person that you want to pass off the work to that they'll believe anything and they're too stupid to question your motives? Martin, you have a fantastic opportunity to show Miranda how responsible you can be. Piers, you've clearly just said I'm stupid and you don't want to do it. Martin, if you are successful, Miranda could give you a pay rise. Would she? Piers, I don't know anything about fireworks. In fact, when I was in school, I was the only one to get third degree burns from merely staring at the packaging. I'm sure you've grown up since then. All you need to do is line them up, set them alight, run away and hope for the best. What about for the meantime? You know, I don't know where to get them, how to store them and how to make sure they don't accidentally go off. Just find a nice place to store them. A cool, dark place away from a naked flame. Like the pantry next to the kitchen. The pantry! Next to the kitchen! Where we keep our napkins, oil, candles, firelighters and my secret grenade collection. Yeah, can't see a problem here. That's an excellent idea. Is it? Martin just shut up and agree. So, Martin. You put Sid Felix in the pantry, is that correct? Uh, yeah. What is next to the pantry? Uh, the kitchen. Can you describe in detail exactly what is in the kitchen? Alright. Uh, well, we've got the microwave for everything, uh, a deep fat fryer for everything else, uh, trousers press for making toasties, uh, we use a washing machine for the stew, we also keep Piers' secret stash of grenades. Piers' secret stash of grenades? Yeah, he found a bunch of unexploded ones in Belgium when he went on holiday there. So he's kept them in the kitchen underneath the fryers because, well, no one would find them there, I suppose. No, because it is entirely stupid to put explosives in the kitchen. Yeah, that's why I put the fireworks in the pantry. Pierce, why on earth is Martin loading boxes of fireworks into the pantry? Um, he volunteered to. Pierce, Martin doesn't volunteer to do anything. Martin does things because he's told to. Incompetently. Why did you tell Martin to do it? Oh, come on, Miranda. We have to give the boy a chance. He could succeed and we could all benefit. Or he could fail and I could benefit. Pierce, are you trying yet again to scheme behind my back? In order to make me look like an incompetent? 
in order to get your job back? No. Remember, Pierce, if anything happens as a result of Martin being in charge, I'm blaming you. And that time you've been working for free to pay for all those damages. That'll be extended to... Forever. You're honestly going through with all of this malarkey. You're setting yourself up for complete failure. I mean it could all go well and I could have a promising career as a firework technician. What do you think will happen to me if even one goes off? Pub, you've survived two world wars. I'm sure you'll be alright. Anyways, Piers told me you're fireproof. Oh, did you now? What? With me thatched roof, wooden supports, and lack of any fire extinguishers. That's why Piers never got any safety gear. He says you're bulletproof. I'm not even windproof, Martin. Don't worry. I've slocked away the fireworks in the pantry, and then I'll give the keys to Miranda. Who's got the spare set of keys, Martin? I dunno, why is that important? No one will know any of the wiser peers. Because when we were in charge, peers, we installed a dummy security camera to save money. Now, for the peers, Dilla Resistance. There we go, all the cutlery in the microwave. Let's set it to high for four hours. Right, cutlery plus microwave plus fryers plus fireworks plus unexploded bombs equals a pretty display for peers. Beers, do you understand the difference between your inner voice and your outer voice? Why on earth are you asking me that? Beers, you've just confessed to arson. No, I didn't. And then Piers cleverly put the cutlery in the microwave and blew up the pub so we could get his manager's position back. But Piers must make sure that when he's speaking to Mr. Inspecty Wecty, that he makes sure it wasn't anything to do with Beers. Oh shit. I honestly thought Piers would not be such a self-destructive maniac. To real surprising thing is that I'm not surprised. What do we do now? There's not much we can do. Piers is in jail for arson, the pub's in pieces, and you and I are out of work. I guess this is it. Is it? Well, where can we go from here? A series of catastrophic events have led to us now going our separate ways. Hold up, I have an idea. Narrator? Yes? Narrator, we don't like the end to this story. I'm sorry, but that's out of my hands. This is how it ends. But we've just got started. We, we know each other a little better. Why end it now? What do you expect me to do? Give us a happy ending. I mean, bloody hell, we need one at the moment. I'll try. Any suggestions? You need to find a way to us all being back together, including Piers. Really, Martin? Including Piers. It doesn't work without him. And the pub comes back too. I'll give it a shot. Martin then woke up from this terrible dream he had. No, 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 that's just lazy writing. Make it good. So even though Piers clearly committed a punishable crime, 
Miranda, Martin and the owner dropped all charges against him. Since no one was hurt, Pierce was released. The owner paid for rebuilding the pub and all the residents of Quainty Town grouped together to help out with the reconstruction. Somehow, it all worked out. How's that? Thank you. That was Last Orders. Written and performed, miraculously, by FTR Warren. Special thanks to Benny Shepherd for the outro music. <laughs>